Welcome to Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. A recent survey shows that pet ownership is at its highest level in two decades. And uh, people are willing to pay when it comes to a pet's health, including pet insurance. We'll look at trends in uh, pet ownership. Mostly we want to talk about your pet today. We're encouraging you to post a picture on the Utah Public Radio Facebook page along with a brief message bragging about him or her. We'll share that message in Access Utah. And then call in and tell us about your pet. What does your pet bring to your life? Do you have an unusual pet? Does your pet have an unusual talent? We also have pet trainer Mark Ellis from PetSmart in Logan to answer your questions. We're talking about your pets on Access Utah today. The number is 1-800-826-1495. Facebook page, Utah Public Radio. Program follows the news. Support for Access Utah comes from Crumb Brothers Artisan Bread at 300 South and 300 West in Logan. Open Monday through Saturday until 2 with a changing menu of a specialty salad, French breakfast pastries with local seasonal fruits, and lunch sandwiches. Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. A recent survey shows that pet ownership is its highest level in two decades. People are willing to pay more for veterinary care for their pets. They're uh, being more careful about what their pet eats, and uh, pets are living longer. And we want to talk about your pet today on Access Utah. We're encouraging you to post a picture of him or her on the Utah Public Radio Facebook page, along with a brief message bragging about your pet. We'll share that message on Access Utah. We already have several in, and we'll get to those along with yours. Then call in and tell us about your pet. We'll be asking you the following questions. What does your pet bring to your life? What does pet ownership do for you? Uh, do you have an unusual pet? Does your pet have an unusual talent? We have with us pet trainer Mark Ellis from PetSmart in Logan to answer your training questions as well. And so the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. You can get a message through to us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, post that uh, picture on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Mark Ellis, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. We appreciate you uh, being with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I think you, you were telling me you were from the Salt Lake area. Yeah, I grew up in Sugar House area, uh, came up here. To go to school, actually, I was in the pre-vet program. Um, I've been up here now about seven years. I've graduated from the pre-vet program, but we decided to go a different route, and partially because of the training classes that I teach on a regular basis at PetSmart, I've decided to go into the education program and getting my master's in education and want to teach high school biology. Interesting. So teaching pets, you decided to teach humans. Yes. Well, if you, you ever observe my classes or observe training classes in general, most of the time I really don't teach pets. I teach the parents. Um, pet training is important, but if we train the pets at PetSmart, then they'll be good for us, mm -hmm. but they won't be good for, at home. And oh, so we spend more time talking to the parents and educating the parents on how to train their pets at home. So, it, so training is, I guess, at least as much about teaching the parents, maybe more so is what you're saying. Absolutely. My job really more consists more educating people on, you know, dog psychology and teaching the parents how to communicate with their pets. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is teaching the parents how to, what, get into their Interact, pets' heads? How the, mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of get into their pets' head is a good description. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so we can talk as we go along about, uh, uh, you know, how to get into your dog or cats or, or, or whatever your pet is, uh, their head. 
Uh, I'm going to jump in uh, right now, and uh, perhaps you could follow me to the Utah Public Radio Facebook page, where we have some very cute pictures, and we were encouraging you to post the picture of your pet on Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Uh, by the way, uh, you can organize what you're looking at. Uh, usually the default is to highlights, and you probably know this better than I do, but I'm, I'm a little bit uh, new to Facebook. Uh, I noticed that I can, up at the top of the page, I can organize this either by highlights or by pages or by posts by others. And that's what you want to do, post by others. And uh, so I'm scrolling down to the bottom to the uh, earliest post. And yesterday we got this uh, lovely picture of Luba. This is from Dennis Hinkamp. Luba is a French bulldog born in Russia. Cute little dog, black and white face, uh, biting a uh, fake hamburger. So that's Luba. Thank you, um, Dennis Hinkamp. We got uh, this Facebook post from uh, Terry Guy, who works with us on behalf of her daughter, Tessa. And uh, this is Piper. And uh, uh, Terry calls him the hyper dog, a little beautiful little uh, black dog. And this is what Tessa writes. I adopted her at six weeks old. She's now six and a half years old, hasn't slowed down one bit. She's too curious and too smart for her own good and can escape from anything when she really wants to and is uh, is uh, severely accident-prone and has uh, more lives than a cat. <laughs> but she's always happy and loving and uh, can always cheer anyone up. And then here's a cup, uh, another uh, photo from Terry Guy. This is a very fuzzy <laughs> cat. Close-up picture of fuzzy cat Purry, Percy, my rescue kitty. We'll get to a few more of those. We're encouraging you to post your uh, picture of your pet on our Facebook page along with a brief message. We'll get that on the air. And let's get to some of the questions that have already come in for our trainer, Mark Ellis, from uh, PetSmart uh, in Logan. Uh, he can answer your uh, questions. Let me get to the appropriate page here. You can get these in either by Facebook or uh, at uh, upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com, or you can call them in, 1-800-826-1495. Call and tell us about your pet or uh, give us your training question, 1-800-826-1495. This is what uh, Shalane, or rather the Smiths in uh, Logan, said. Um, My family adopted a stray cat, or he adopted us more like. His name is Buxton Arley. Quick story on how he got his name. We were driving through Montana, and my brothers said, we need to come up with a name for our newly adopted feline. So one of my brothers said, okay, the next two towns we hit will be his name. We entered the small town of Buxton, which became his first name. The next town, a few miles up, was Arley, which became his uh, last name, hence Buxton Arley. It fits him perfectly. Sweet little Buxton who we joke walks like John Wayne. That's a nice picture, isn't it? Uh, He likes to leave what we call gifts at our front door. His gifts consist of dead mice, birds, squirrels, anything you can get his paws on. Some have said this is an offering of thanks and his way of showing his appreciation to us. Is this true? Or is he just displaying his killer, killer kitty instincts? Also, would you suggest a collar with a bell to prevent him catching his prey in the first place? We feel bad for the poor little critters he brings to our doorstep. Thanks to the Smiths. So, Mark, first of all, what, kind of get into the cat's head. What, uh, what's he doing here? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's gifts. I've heard the same thing. Um, I don't know if we can ever know really why they do that. Um, it could be back to the instinct to providing for the rest of his, you know, if, if it was a female, his litter of kittens. Um, I had a cat for a while and he kind of did the same thing. The only thing is he left the gifts all over the living room carpet and my wife would step on them in the middle of the night. So, um, 
but I, I don't own the gifts. To the other question with the collar with the bell, um, you if you do go that route, make sure you put two bells on there. Some mm. cats are smart enough that they learn how to walk silently with a single bell. Interesting. But they can't walk silently with two bells on there. Okay. Uh, can they be close to each other? Yeah, you want them space? next to each okay. other so they kind of knock together. And, okay. And, uh, and so, so cats learn how to what, to just keep it? Next to their fur or something? Just the way they, they walk. They walk mm-hmm. a little bit smoother and so that it doesn't ring. Yeah, very smart. So put two bells on to there. Put, put a second bell on there. That yep. will alert prey that, yep. that, that the kitty is coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Smiths. Uh, and Buxton Arley sounds adorable. Um, here's our next question. By the way, we're getting pet training advice from Mark Ellis. He works at PetSmart in Logan. And we just want to hear about your pets. So either way... Uh, you can uh, ask in with a, a question, call in with a question, or just tell us about your pet, what, what your pet brings to your life, and uh, any interesting story about your pet, or just tell us about your pet. 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495, or upraxis at gmail.com. We're encouraging you also to post a picture. Of course, we can't uh, show a picture on the radio, but we can have everybody go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. And near the top, click on Posts by Others, and you'll see already uh, some very adorable photos and some messages there. We'll be getting your message on the air as well, UPR Facebook page, a Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Here's um, an email uh, from Greg and Logan. He says, I watched my friend's dogs the other day, and I was curious about bathroom training. Do they need to be taken out at the same times every day to create a habit, or is it better to find a way to know when they actually need to go? I would say a little bit of both. Um, early on, it's good to have that frequency, especially it's the same thing as like potty training a toddler. You take them to the bathroom a lot. Uh, usually I recommend as puppies every half an hour um, when they're outside of a crate or a safe room someplace that you can keep them kind of controlled. Um, so taking them frequently is going to help, but you also want to learn their signals because just like us, there's going to be times that all of a sudden, oh, they've got to go. Uh, some signals to watch for is pacing, um, circling, sniffing excessively, uh, looking around for a spot. If you even think they have to go potty, it's better to take them out, give them that opportunity, and then you'll have more success with potty training. I was talking to the friend, a friend the other day who, who said that, uh, the, the, they knew of a dog who, uh, was being in, was in training to be a service animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, failed their last test, which was uh, pee on demand. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know whether you would suggest you train your regular pet that way. You can. It's, it's personal preference. I, With my dogs, I personally don't just because I'm lazy. <laughs> right. Um, I just send them out enough that they go. Plus, I have a dog door, so that makes yeah. it a little bit easier. But you can train any dog to go pee on demand. Mm-hmm. You just have to, every time you take them potty, you know, tell them go pee-pee or go number one or whatever, and then you give them a treat the second they're done. Right. And do that consistently enough, you can get it on command. And that's the biggest way, I guess, you you train your animals, the positive reinforcement. Yeah, PetSmart believes okay. fully in positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the number is 1-800-826-1495. Mark Ellis from PetSmart uh, Pet Trainer is with us. Answer your pet training questions, and we're asking just about your pet. We'd, we'd love to get a picture on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page with a brief message. We're getting those messages on. Of course, you'll have to go to the page to see these photos, but they're they're adorable. And uh, you can get us a, a question or a comment uh, by email as well, upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Or you can call in. We'd love to have uh, you tell a story about what your pet gives to your life or an interesting story about a pet, past or present. Uh, did you grow up with pets? And uh, do you fit into some uh, 
recent trends. According to recent studies, pet ownership is uh, at its highest level in two decades. Uh, more people are owning multiple pets. Um, pet obesity is up. And people are willing to spend more on veterinary care and on nutrition for their pets. And uh, therefore, pets are lasting longer, living longer. Uh, here is um, a picture of an adorable uh, sort of a mid to large size yellow uh, dog. This is from Elaine Taylor. Shout out to Access Utah's Pet Show. This is from our Facebook page. This is my pup, Odie. We adopted him two years ago from Golden Retriever Rescue. I guess that's... Uh, Makes sense. It, it looks like a very it's, cute golden, a golden retriever. Yes. <laughs> um, next up is from uh, Joy uh, Brisigella. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Uh, the Big Ragu with baby Sophie. So the Big Ragu, I think, is her husband, um, a good-looking gentleman. He's holding a, uh, a small sort of a pug dog. Um, his wish was for a cozy companion for comfort and mutual laziness. Instead, we got a bundle of puppy energy, wiggles and kisses. And, Mark, that's probably something, I don't know how, how best to when you're adopting a pet. Um, can, you, can you take the pet home for a, for a few days just to see if you're getting a, a lazy companion or a bundle of wiggles to see if that's the pet you want? A lot of organizations give you like a two-week um, trial run, basically, um, where they you can bring them back with a full refund. Um, it kind of depends on the organization you work with. Um, just for what their their purposes are. Um, a lot of times, though, when you get a new pet, especially if you adopt an older pet, sometimes you don't see their first personality for even months, like up to mm. six months, even just as they adjust to your, your household, adjust to the new environment. Sometimes it takes them a while to kind of get that full personality. So a lot of times, though, you can tell energy level and all that stuff at the shelter. Yeah. And it, you know, it seems like, I mean, this is not a tragedy. It looks like uh, the big ragu, mm. as, as, as she <laughs> he, calls he, him. He looks very pleased. He looks very pleased with yes, the puppy. Yes. <laughs> and the puppy looks very content as well. Yes. Uh, by the way, um, Utah Public Radio liked that uh, post, and uh, Terry Hardman liked that, uh, that post as well. Um, so we are going to take a brief break. And uh, when we come back, we'll have more of your posts on our Facebook page. By the way, uh, that's the only way, of course, on the radio that you could see these adorable uh, photos. We're encouraging you to post a picture of your pet on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Uh, make sure to uh, click on the top of the page uh, to, to sort by post by others, and you'll be able to see all of these. And we'll get your message on the air. You can reach us at uh, upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. You can call us. We'd love to hear your story. 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. We're talking about your pet. Want to hear about your pet. What does your pet bring to your life? Any interesting stories? And uh, this could be pet past or present. Um, and we have with us Mark Ellis from PetSmart who can uh, give you some training advice. Next up, following the break, we have a post from Shalane about her cat Dorian. And uh, she's worried about Dorian uh, getting out, and there's some big dogs in the neighborhood. So we'll get, we'll get to that one next with Mark Ellis. We're talking about your pet on Access Utah today. More following the break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Black Pearl Asian Bistro and Sushi in North Logan, serving traditional Chinese dishes, a taste of Thai, nigiri, sushi, and sashimi. Open seven days a week. Information at 435-750-0888. Waste not. Wash your pets outdoors in an area of your lawn that needs water. Another way to conserve water, use a broom instead of a hose to clean sidewalks and driveways. 
Waste Not is made possible by the Logan City Public Works Water Conservation Department. Information at loganutah.org slash publicworks. Hey, did you hear car talk last week? It's well, curious that's what I the brakes are like that. I never thought, thought of it until this very moment. I never thought of much until... No. <laughs> I don't usually think of anything until I hear myself say it. <laughs> and then I say, you know, that's bull. <laughs> for more well-reasoned car advice, join us this week for Car Talk. Saturday mornings at 10 on Utah Public Radio. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and USU Human Resources. You're listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. I'm joined today by Mark Ellis. He is a pet trainer at PetSmart in Logan. He can answer your pet training questions. We're soliciting those. And uh, mostly we're just asking you to brag about your pet. Post a picture of your pet on our Facebook page. Of course, we can't do pictures on the radio. We're doing brief descriptions, but uh, post that picture on our Facebook page, Utah Public Radio. Make sure to sort the page by post by others so you can see all of these. And we'll get that brief message on the air. And, of course, as, as you uh, listen to us, go to the page. You can view these uh, photos of the, these adorable pets. We're asking you to tell us about your pet. You can call in at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495 to, uh, to tell us your story. Or you can post on our Facebook page. Your brief message will get that on. Or you can uh, get your question or comment to us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Tell us about your pet. What does your pet bring to your life? Do you have an unusual pet? Does your pet have an unusual talent? And uh, Mark Ellis can answer your pet training questions. And we go next uh, to our Facebook page. And uh, this is uh, from uh, Shalane Smith-Needham, who works with us here at uh, Utah Public Radio, of course. Uh, there's a beautiful picture of Shalane with her uh, black cat, Dorian. Here's what she says. It's, this is a training question. Uh, my cat's name is Dorian. He's the sweetest cat and has brought so much joy to my life. Dorian is an indoor cat. However, he's an escape artist and desperately yearns to be outdoors. The poor little guy meows longingly at the door to go out and explore. I hesitate to let him out because we have many large dogs in the neighborhood and we live in a somewhat busy street. I bought a harness with a leash and tried to bring him outside. Not a good idea. He hunkered to the, down to the ground, proceeded to wrap his long leash around our car tire. Some people told me I was crazy to put a cat on a leash. Others have suggested that with adequate training, my cat would be content on a leash. Any suggestions? Thanks so much. That's uh, Shalane. <laughs> it's... Leash training a cat, you, you can do the same. It's the same principles as leash training a dog. Um, most of the time, older cats have a hard time with it because they're just not used to it. And so what I would do is I would actually suggest to have him wear the harness inside for, you know, some time where he's a little bit comforted. And don't worry about the leash. Get him used to the harness first. Um, if you want to, you can give him lots of his favorite treats, lots of goodies, things to encourage him to to enjoy the harness, and then you put the leash on him and have him walk around with the leash inside. Start inside first where he's used to so you're not dealing with the distractions of outside mm-hmm. and make it very rewarding for him to be on that leash. And then you would slowly get him like maybe around the front yard or the backyard or something and, and slowly introduce him to outside that way. But get him used to the harness and leash first and then move to the outside. But it can be done. You've seen it can it. be you've, done. You've yeah. seen it done. With a yeah. cat. You don't normally see that. So, not but, a lot. But it can be done. But, okay. 
I see it more at PetSmart than most people do. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I had never thought that that could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a couple of comments uh, related to uh, Shalane's uh, question about her cat, Dorian. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, let me go down to the most uh, recent or, or, or the oldest out. Uh, Kathy Henninger says, time out, laugh out loud, I guess, to that mental picture of, <laughs> of Dorian wrapping the leash around the, around the car tire. Blair Larson writes in, what a gorgeous pair you two make. Uh, talking about Shalane and Dorian. About using a leash, I've seen several cats that have been trained to walk on a leash. It just takes time and positive reinforcement. That's what you're telling us. Basically, Mark. yeah. Okay. Then Marianne Walker-Hubble says, Our neighbor um, bought a large dog run, adopted, adapted it for a cat, and put it in the back uh, uh, door so their cat could go out and not risk uh, getting out on the highway. Is that something I've seen, seen other things like that, whether it's a dog run or a playpen, where you have like a dog door that goes straight out to the pen so the cat can get outside and enjoy the outdoors, but it's safe, confined in a pet. Just make sure any pen you have has a roof on it because cats are really good at getting out of just about mm. anything. You'd have to think about that versus a dog, I guess. Yeah, you would. Case, yes. And then finally, uh, Jan Peterson uh, replies uh, to Shalane's post about her uh, cat, Dorian. Uh, she says, move to a farm. No, just kidding. I have six cats and could never just keep them indoors because their nature is to uh, prowl the neighborhood. And they love being outdoors. It's the quality of life uh, rather than quantity. Well, for the cat at least. If you uh, do the leash thing and the cat uh, could get better with training, you would have to be outside with him. If you have dogs, etc., in your neighborhood, some people uh, have wire gate enclosures so the cat can be outside but uh, safe. If you have a yard, which is sounds like you don't, you could try... Uh, catsfenceinn.com. So glad you're trying to make your cat happy. Mark, have you heard of this uh, catsfenceinn.com? I have not heard of it at all. Okay. So that's anyway a suggestion for Shalane. And uh, you can uh, go on our Facebook page, Utah Public Radio, see this adorable picture of Shalane with her black cat, uh, Dorian. Uh, And here is uh, another uh, post. This is, uh, once again, this is from Story Pal. I've had many shown, that's a, a small black dog in a, in a sweater, <laughs> uh, also known as Chupi, short for Chupacabra, for four months. She's such a joy, also spicy. I'm head over heels for my fuzz bucket, <laughs> says Story. And uh, we do have a collar, and uh, we will go to uh, our collar right after this. This is also on our Facebook page. This is from Blair Larson. Uh, these are our two newest family members, Katie and Lana, and they're two adorable uh, little cats. Uh, they're sisters we adopted last fall. They're so sweet and funny. Katie is obsessed with drinking fresh water out of the sink. Lana just wants to be with people. We carry her around the house, and she's just as happy as can be. That's from Blair Larson. There are more, and you can fo- post your uh, picture of your pet. We encourage you to do so on a Utah Public Radio Facebook page with your brief message. We'll get that on. We have a caller next, Brian in Hyde Park. Brian, welcome to the program. Good morning. I have a couple of behavioral questions. Um, I've grown up with cats my entire life, so I'm used to having them sleep on the bed, like like them jumping into my lap and, and so forth. My wife, on the other hand, is not, they, she didn't have any cats, and the only dogs they had were in a chain-linked enclosure in the backyard that they just didn't see that much. And I just thought, I'm not going to get a dog if I'm not going to go out and take it on a walk and so forth. Mm-hmm. With the cats, um, I've, I've noticed that, you know, like the behaviors are always different, of course, but typically the ones that we've had have been nice. They've, they've, they like to be around people. The one that we've got now doesn't mind being around people, but certainly is living his own life. And I've noticed that he likes to, to, to bite. 
Um, I can't really scratch him. He'll, he'll reach up and, and, and grab, and every once in a while we can pick him up and scratch his ears, but then we have to put him right down again. And I'm wondering, it, does it make a difference genetically if, or, I don't know, this is a barn cat. We got him as a kitten, a very small kitten, but he came from a barn cat family, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with his biting characteristics or, or not wanting to be around people as much as my other cats did. It might be part of it, but most likely not. If you've had him since a kitten, he's probably more bonded to you guys. Um, the interesting about cats is is they some cats love affection, other cats just don't, and it's hard to really you know train them to like it. If you know if it's not something they enjoy, you know they you can't use the petting as a reward. Um, I would guess though that's just his personality. Okay, well, I, I was changing his name to be Gollum because I was getting tired of this. Um, the other thing is, is I've noticed that he does not like to drink water from his usual water drinker mm-hmm. next to the food. He would rather go into the tub mm-hmm. to see if anyone's just taking a shower and, and lick whatever water happens to be off the, the tub. Am I, should I have another container for him to, to try and use? I know I've heard that sometimes they have a hard time seeing the surface of the water. Um, I don't know if it's a surface thing. It's A lot of cats like fresh water, and so they like that taste of fresh water. Um, what kind of bowl do you use? Uh, it's it's one of those that that has a reservoir that, that stands up, and as he drinks, it, it okay. gurgles out. Um, it, could, it could be um, – sometimes the plastic also holds bacteria, and so it may taste a little funny. Um, for, you know, usually we recommend ceramic or metal bowls work a little bit better. The other option is to do like a fountain where it's actually, um, continuously flowing and that fresh water taste, in, uh, encourages some cats to drink from their water dish. Okay. I, I have a feeling that wouldn't get past my wife. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a little too, we like our cat, but not quite that much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate Bye. that. And uh, by the way, you can you can hear more from Brian coming up in uh, 30 minutes. He'll be hosting the Zesty Garden here on Utah Public Radio with uh, gardening advice. That's uh, it's coming up in just 30 minutes. In the meantime, we want to hear about your pet. Talking about your pet, um, how how you came to to have your pet, what uh, he or she has brought to your life. Are there any anything unusual uh, or unusual talents? Uh, interesting story. Could be your current pet or, or past pet that you remember fondly. Did you grow up with a pet? And do you fit into current trends that we've been reading about? The pet ownership is up, highest level in two decades. Uh, people are spending more in veterinary care. They're being more careful about uh, what their pet eats. Pets are therefore living longer. Uh, do you have, uh, of course, we've been hearing about dogs and cats. Do you have a maybe a more unusual pet? Uh, either way, we'd love to hear about it. You could call 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. Or you can get your question to us by email, upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Um, and uh, certainly go to our Facebook page, Utah Public Radio. Uh, sort it by post by others. You can see all of these adorable photos of uh, pets, and we've been uh, giving these messages, but the only way to see these uh, these uh, pets is uh, is to go to our Facebook page. Uh, by the way, uh, back to uh, Blair Larson's post. Uh, she uh, had posted a picture of her two newest family members, Katie and Lana, their sisters, she says, and uh, she says, Katie is obsessed with drinking fresh water out of the sink. Lana just wants to be with people. Uh, even out of the same litter, you get different personalities, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. And uh, so you just have to be aware of that. Just, you, just like siblings. Yeah. Are, you, are yeah. you the same as your brothers? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so the next one up, by the way, 
couple people liked that one. Uh, Marianne Walker-Hubble and uh, Joanna Zatiero uh, liked that post. Uh, here's an interesting one. This is of a horse. Um, and this is uh, posted by uh, Tamara Hamblin Ratieta. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Uh, looks like her daughter with with this horse. Uh, here's one of our pets. We have several pets, she says. This one is our is our Shire draft horse named Whisper. My daughter and I had wanted a draft horse for a long time. Our dream came true two and a half years ago when we got Whisper. She's a sweet, gentle horse. We're so happy to have her. And she does look uh, sweet and gentle. Uh, Rich Rasband like that. I don't know, Mark, uh, people, I guess they, they, you require people to come into PetSmart, so you probably don't get horses. We don't get horses. We don't have any of the uh, livestock-type um, animals there, but we do have several employees that work there that are also heavily into horses. So Okay. Uh, so it would be the probably the same principles. It would be mm-hmm. positive reinforcement? Yep. To, to, yep. to train your horse, absolutely. Uh, so definitely call in if you if you have a horse or uh, any other kind of a pet. One eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. Talk about your pet, uh, and you can email us at upraxis at gmail dot com. Upraxis at gmail dot com. So we have uh, three callers lined up. Let me uh, write write this down so we can uh, talk to Darlene in Moab. Is next up, Darlene. Uh, glad you called. Hi, thanks for calling. And we have a a little. Uh, we were told that she's a, a Westie poodle. Okay. And she's four years old, and she's she's just makes us laugh every morning when we get up. But she loves to lick. Okay. And uh, along with the licking, if I have to keep her on a, a long leash because if I put her outside, she runs. Mm-hmm. We've done everything that we can think of to train her not to run but she still runs but it's the licking uh-huh. anybody comes she wants to lick them to death okay is there anything we can do on that um anytime she stops licking completely remove her your attention because um, she's getting attention whether she's you know she's getting that reward of the licking as well as you're paying attention to her and so i would and this is hard for a lot of people but actually just stand up and walk away and just completely ignore um, mm, okay because you're removing that attention does that make okay. sense? So you're taking away that reward that she gets. And then you pet her and give her that attention when she's not licking. So you're rewarding and encouraging the not licking behavior. Okay. So. Okay. But she's wonderful. Oh, good. Absolutely adorable. So, good good luck, you, Darlene. That's, thank uh, that, you. That, Mark, that's probably going to be hard to do. but, but it, it, it's, it's, it's harder for the people than it is for the dogs. It's a group of friends that yeah. have to, I'll have to train when, them. When that ha- if your friends are the problem, squirt your friends. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't handle it. There you go. Yeah. Mark's been telling us it's more about training the, the parent than the than the pet. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Darlene. Appreciate Thank that. You. Have a great day. Good luck. You too. Bye. Thanks for calling. You can call 1-800-826-1495 with your story about your pet uh, or your uh, pet training question. We have Mark Ellis from PetSmart in Logan, a trainer there. And uh, next up is Blaine in Logan. Blaine, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of small pugs. That, uh, they're mostly outdoor dogs. We live on the farm, but uh, every now and again we open the door to the house and they come running in. And the one, the one pug wants to just run around and just pee on everything as soon as he gets in. Is there any way to train him um, to not do that? First of all, is he neutered? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, that takes away the hormonal side of it. Um, I would say when he's in the house, put him on a leash. And keep on him on a leash every time uh, when he's in the house. When he goes to pee on something, 
you know, give them a, mm-hmm. a verbal correction like uh-uh or don't, and then take them back outside and let them pee outside and then come back in. Um, also, you want to make sure you clean up all the previous pee spots with an enzymatic cleaner. Um, the one mm-hmm. I like and recommend is called Nature's Miracle. Um, you can find that at PetSmart, and I know I don't know other stores in the valley, um, but it, it's a okay. great cleaner. You just spray it on there, let it air dry, and it takes away the odor. Excellent. All right, thank you. Okay, good, good luck. Good, good luck, Blaine. Appreciate you, you calling. Um, our next caller in is Bettina in Springdale. Bettina, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. How are you? I have a couple cats, and I've always had a lot of cats, but I've had goats, and I've had uh, ducks and geese. <laughs> And I love animals in that way, but I'm reading a book right now called Animal Wise, mm-hmm. and it's by a science writer named Virginia Morell, and it's about the thoughts and emotions of our fellow creatures, and um, it just a little paragraph about what you learn in this book. It said, did you know that ants teach, earthworms make decisions, rats, rats love to be tickled, and chimps grieve? Did you know that some dogs have thousand-word vocabularies and that birds practice songs in their sleep, that crows improvise tools, blue jays plan ahead, and moths remember living as caterpillars? Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, it's a great book, and I got it at our library. And it's by Virginia Morrell, and so I think it, um, Richard, Dr. Richard Leakey says, Anyone who reads this book will be changed forever in their view of life on Earth. And again, the title is? Animal Wise. Animal Wise. Thank you, Bettina. Yeah. Appreciate okay. that. Okay. Thanks. So Bettina is in Springdale and uh, owns uh, uh, goats and, and other other uh, uh, forms, of, for, forms of life. Uh, next up is Richard in North Logan, uh, along with his uh, dog, Peanut. Uh, Richard, uh, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Um. Wait, could you repeat that, please? Sorry. Yes. Is this Richard? Yes, this is Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, go ahead with your question. Um, so sometimes we can't really tell when my dog needs to go outside, and he um, ends up pooping out in the living room in front of our piano, and it just really gets annoying. Can we find, I don't know the signs of when he's going to go to the bathroom. It just gets annoying at times. Okay. What kind of dog is he? Um, he's a uh, Yorkie mixed with a toy fox terrier. Okay. And how old is he? Um, approximately, he's turning three years old okay. in July. Okay. A um, couple suggestions. If you even think he has to go potty, take him out. It's better to take him out too frequently than not enough. Also, I would kind of step back on your potty training. Um, don't let him end. Does he go in the same spot every time usually? Um, when I take him out for a walk, two pillars in the front of our house. Okay. Um, I would try to keep him away from any of the, in, the spots inside that he goes potty. Mm-hmm. And um, clean up the spots really good with that enzyme cleaner that I talked about previously. Okay. Um, and then anytime you think he's squatting, just scream really loud like, ah, and then take him right outside to go potty. Okay. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. You're welcome. G- good luck. Uh, Peanut sounds very cute. Yeah, he is. 
<laughs> Thanks. Uh, so Richard called 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. We hope that you will as well if you have a pet training question or just want to talk about your pet, giving you a chance to brag on your pet today, 1-800-826-1495. Tell us what uh, your pet brings to your life. Do you have an unusual pet? Do, you have, do they have unusual talents? Or you just want to talk about your pet, uh, either uh, present or past? And ask your training questions of uh, the trainer we have in studio with us, Mark Ellis, who's a trainer at uh, PetSmart in Logan, 1-800-826-1495. We'd love to see pictures of your pet as well. And, of course, we can't do that on the radio, but we do have a Facebook page. Luckily enough, Utah Public Radio is the Facebook page. And you can post a picture of your pet along with a brief message. We're getting those messages on, encouraging you to go to our Facebook page, Utah Public Radio, uh, sort by post by others, and you can see all of these adorable photos. We have a horse, we have uh, cats and dogs. And uh, next one up um, is, this is from Carol Grady, uh, who says, and this is a picture of a Buddha along with a, uh, a little yellow dog. Uh, looks like a puppy, so he'll, he'll get bigger. Mickey is my little love, my Buddha dog, and fourth golden retriever. Every time we lose a dog to old age, my husband and I I say, this is it, no more. Then we get to the place where we cannot imagine not having a dog in our lives. Who else is going to love us unconditionally and with constant good spirit? So, Mark, this is, I imagine you run across this. This is, uh, a couple of reasons are stated why people have pets. That's right. A lot of people, you know, they just love having the animals around, um, you know, animals can be great therapy. It, you know, you're having a bad day at work. You can come home, and your dog doesn't care about that bad day at work. He just wants to love you and give you attention and, and just be with you. And, and he does look adorable, and they, they apparently like golden retrievers. Yep. You probably find that people uh, get a, a certain breed, and they a like A lot that. of times they stick with the breed, yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's an adorable uh, picture of, of um, Mickey, who's our little Buddha dog. Uh, Dennis Hinkamp. Uh, posts back in. You recall we began with the post of his uh, dog Luba, and uh, he has a video here which you could play if you go to Utah Public Radio. He says Luba also does yoga, and his title is Luba Yoga Master. Only a dog can do the downward dog properly. So certainly go to our Facebook page and uh, sort by post by others. And Dennis Hinkamp has this video of Luba doing yoga. That's that's just that's wonderful. Then we have a friend Weller. You'll recognize him as our Utah Public Radio engineer. Uh, he says this is the Weller's Basset Hound Bella in her natural environs. She's uh, sitting in front of the TV or, or curled up in front of the she TV. Looks like she's sleeping in front of the Sleep, fire. Sleeping in front of the fire, maybe yes. And uh, then he uh, emails us at upraxis at gmail to note that he posted that picture to Facebook from nine thousand feet at our uh, translator in Moab. So. Look for a friend in the Moab area. He's, he's down there uh, doing some repairs. Uh, we have another caller. Uh, next up is uh, Amy in White Rocks in Utah. Uh, Amy, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Thank you. I was just calling to um, talk about my dog, Ginger. Um, she's a Border Collie mix, and my husband does not like animals, but he allowed my son to bring her in the home. And... Not only did she win over my husband, but she trained our cat to go outside and not have to use a litter box. Excellent. So we ended up having to put her down, and my heart is broken. But I would just tell anybody that if they're looking for a lovable, wonderful, smart dog, a Border Collie mix is the way to go. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate that. 
Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Um, I don't know we get many calls from White Rocks, but I appreciate that call. Uh, 1-800-826-1495 is the number. We'd love to hear about your pet. You can ask your pet training question to our trainer, Mark Ellis, from PetSmart in Logan. and uh, the, the Or you can email us, upraxis at gmail.com. The number is 1-800-826-1495. And we're encouraging you to post a picture of your pet with a brief message on our Utah Pub Public Radio Facebook page. Um, I wanted to uh, maybe have you talk a little bit about a pet adoption event coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, I think at PetSmart, right? Yes. Um, at the PetSmart uh, in Logan, we have a super adoption where we will have, I, I think we've got this year more than we pets than we've ever had before. Um, we have, I think, a couple hundred dogs and cats going to be there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It runs from Friday from 2 to 7. Saturday 10 to 7, and Sunday 10 to 4. Um, so come on in, look at the pets. We have, like I said, lots to choose from. A great selection there. Chances are if you're looking for a new special friend, you'll find one. So that's a great uh, great option for you. If you've been thinking about uh, getting a pet or maybe an additional pet, uh, there is there is a big need, isn't there? There Mark is, Ellis, yeah. To, for, for pets to, to find good homes. And certainly we have some great organizations, the Humane Society, Utah Humane Society, mm-hmm. uh, Four Paws. Mm-hmm. Four and, Paws is uh, a local rescue and, in Cache uh, Valley. And uh, the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, mm-hmm. famous yep. sanctuaries in, yep. down in Kanab, and I think they have a, a place in Salt Lake now. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so there's some great options for you um, to adopt a pet. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you'd like to do that, we encourage you to do so. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we have a couple more questions, and we'll look at some more pictures to give you, uh, well, we'll have you go to our Utah Facebook page and uh, look at some pictures. And uh, we have a horse, we have another dog, and we have what looks like a tarantula. So uh, that'll be Good to look forward to. Um, And the number is 1-800-826-1495. Go to our Facebook page, post a picture of your pet, Utah Utah Public Radio Facebook page, or you can get through to us at upraxis at gmail.com. More following the break. Is the NSA wiretapping story really new? Oh, sure, the whistleblower is all over the news, but the story first broke more than seven years ago. I'm Jim Fleming. Next time, out of the best of our knowledge, we're following Edward Snowden's every move. But do we really understand what this means for privacy? It's to the best of our knowledge. From PRI, Public Radio International. Sunday mornings at night, and Utah Public Radio. This Week in This American Life, if you're in the country illegally, why show up at a Border Patrol station? What's your job? It's enforcing immigration laws. What's it to you? I'm illegal, too. Oh, you're illegal? So you think I should get deported? I don't know. Why don't you show us some ID? Why getting arrested was his plan all along this week. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. We are talking about your pet on the program today. We're encouraging you to uh, post a picture of him or her on the Utah Public Radio Facebook page. There are quite a few there, some adorable pets, along with a message. We'll get that message on the radio, of course, but you'll have to go to the Utah Public Radio Facebook page to see these pictures. Make sure you sort uh, what you're looking at by post by others to see all of these. And we've been talking about a lot of your pets, uh, including at least one video of uh, 
uh, forget the name now, of Dennis Hinkamp's uh, dog, Luba, doing yoga. So you could watch that video. Uh, here are a few more Facebook page uh, posts. By the way, Utah Public Radio Facebook page, post your uh, picture and a message. You can join us at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495 with your story or your pet training question. We have Mark Ellis from PetSmart here, a pet trainer with us. And you can get a message through to us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Here's a message from Steve McIntyre, and he says, This is Boris the Spider. Just kidding about Boris being a pet. Just a proud example of the fauna here in Beaver Dam, Arizona. In this photo, the tarantula had gotten into the house and was climbing the staircase when I interceded and put him or her outdoors. He uh, he didn't stop to check whether <laughs> the, the gender on the tarantula. Yeah. Actually, wouldn't mind keeping a tarantula as a pet, but have no idea about the care and feeding of same. I think you don't sell tarantulas at PetSmart, so you don't know. But um, care and feeding, you're going to put them in like a desert type environment, something dry, and then he just eat crickets or other small insects. So. Okay, and uh, this is another post from uh, Steve McIntyre. Uh, Prudence is one of five dogs I live with, all rescue dogs. Prudence is posing here in the parking lot at Brian Head, proudly wearing my ski gloves. <laughs> That's an adorable picture. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so Steve McIntyre has uh, five dogs, all rescue dogs. Uh, and it, I guess that's an option for people. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, rescue dogs who are retired. I guess. Or? Well, rescue dogs is usually referring to just getting them from the shelter or somebody. Oh, I see. Somebody I they see. couldn't keep okay. keep the dog. Yeah, and uh, we do have a caller. Let me get a couple of more uh, Facebook posts in here. Uh, this is from Tessa Guy, and she is sitting on her uh, beautiful black horse. She says, "My horse Vader." has been my best friend for seven seven years. I always say she chose me when I first saw him, or he first uh, chose me when I first saw him. I was looking at horses, and he kept nickering at me the whole time I was there, and I just had to take him home. He has the greatest personality. He loves to show off and have his picture taken. We ride all over the valley and have uh, even been... Uh, in the headlines, uh, Headless Horseman at Halloween. Yes, I remember that uh, Halloween uh, pictures in the Herald Journal up here in Logan. So that's Tessa Guy with her beautiful black horse, Vader. And uh, we have a like on that. Felice Moy likes that. Then Kelly Cop says, love the Headless Horseman on Halloween in Logan. Thank you for making it so special. We go next to uh, Dave in um, Serban, is it? Fairview. Sir, so, okay. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Hi there. Um, I, I live in Fairview, Utah, which is every bit as cold as Logan, and we are trying to raise some fruit trees here, but the big problem is the deer will graze on our fruit trees regularly, and uh, to avoid the several thousand dollars that it would take to put up an eight-foot fence clear around our property. I was wondering about the dog, a dog that would be good. I've heard that a roaming dog will keep the deer out of your yard. But if we're going to have a dog outdoors, it's going to be outdoors in the wintertime, too, and I'm willing to put up a heated doghouse. I just wonder if there's one particular dog that that could do what we need in that situation. The first dog that comes to mind would maybe be a Great Pyrenees. They're usually uh, sheep guard type dogs, um, but they could definitely stand the winter weather. 
pretty well. Um, I don't know how they do a keeping deer. Another suggestion that I have, and this is something, a trick my dad tried for um, a garden out in North Salt Lake, is he actually just got a bunch of dog hair from a local, local grooming salon, put it in like little uh, mesh baggies and hung it around the perimeter of the garden. So you had the scent oh, of really? dog, but not necessarily a dog there. So that, that might be another suggestion that might might work. Okay, well, that would certainly be easier than owning a dog. Yes, I just it would. <laughs> so that actually worked for your dad, then? Um, I believe so. They do have some of the f- f- um, garden fenced, but it was around the gates that, that were always open that they put in. I, I see. I think it worked okay. fairly well. So, But a great Pyrenees would uh, handle that, the winter weather. That would be the first thing that I would, I would think of. I know they would handle the winter weather just fine. Whether they would actually chase the deer off, um, I would like to think they would. Okay. But well, do some more research I'll on that, check. and that might help. Check their resume. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the call. Dave called 1-800-826-1495. You can as well. Uh, we're coming down to the near the end of the program. We could still probably fit your call in. Next up is Annalacia in River Heights. Glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, talk about my dog, Minuet. She's a miniature schnauzer toy poodle mix, and she's rather large for those two breeds combined together. But we... Um, I have a funny story where um, we she was she's an inside dog and somehow a mouse got in our house and it's a brand new house we cannot figure out how it got in, but that dog changed personalities once she had got a chance to chase a mouse she forever after is always looking for things to chase and crunch and <laughs> she caught it really quickly and um, we've actually loaned her out to family to catch mice in their house it's it's really kind of fun. <laughs> I was yes, going to say, ahead. schnauzers actually were bred as ratting dogs, so that that's ah. not surprising. <laughs> oh, good. So you're just following the... The instinct of the, the schnauzer, yeah. yep. Okay. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> well, well, good luck. It sounds adorable. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Annalisa. Our next caller up is Cassie in Hiram. Cassie, glad you called. Go ahead with your question. Okay, um, I actually have a cat. She's about seven years old. She's a tabby mix, and uh, she's been going to the bathroom outside of her litter box. Just, it happened just recently, the last couple months, and I've changed her litter box and her litter, and she continues to do it. And I've taken her to the doctor, and the doctor says that she's fine. Okay. So what can I do to help her continue to go into her box? Is she going right outside the litter box, or is it just anywhere? It's, it's right outside her litter box, in her little litter box area. Okay. Um, have you tried maybe a bigger litter box? I did. I moved to a round one that's uh-huh. bigger. Um and I've changed the size of her litter. She was in a, a thicker, chunkier one, and I made it to a smaller one. Uh-huh. Um, it kind of helped a little, but she still continues. Now, is she just going, like, is she going into the box and then peeing out of it, or? Well, when it comes to, like, when she urinates, it is. It, I took off the lid. That seemed to help, and but she would pee outside the box. But um, she seems to poop outside the box. That's the big issue. Hmm. I would say maybe locking her in, in the bathroom with the box might help just to kind of keep her confined. Okay. Um, and this is just a new development. And yeah. that made me think she was possibly sick. Usually it's something like that. Um, my first call would be go to the vet and see if there's a problem, especially in a seven-year-old cat. Um, but you've eliminated the, the health problem. Um, so it's probably just more behavioral. Maybe um, try to find something that you can put underneath the litter box that makes it uncomfortable for her to stand there. 
Okay. Um, like maybe some double-sided sticky tape or something. Um, oh, that's don't, a good idea. <laughs> don't, don't put it so that she can't get into the box, but so she doesn't want to stand there. Um, right. That's probably the best thing I can think of on that one. Okay. Thanks, well, thank so thanks Cassie. Good Appreciate luck. that. We're coming down to the end of our program. We'll ask everyone to be brief. Uh, we'll go next to Tori in Idaho Falls. Tori, glad you called. Hi. I'm so happy to be on your show. I love this topic. Anyway, I'm... Sounds like we lost Tori. Are you, are you still there, Tori? Oh, that, that's unfortunate. Uh, Tori, uh, call back. Uh, I think we dropped you. Sorry about that. Uh, we'll go next to an email question. This is uh, Ashley. She says, I recently did a long-term dog sitting for a friend. It was about 14 days and was the longest time uh, their two dogs, both golden doodles, were away from their two owners. I'm just wondering how you would suggest dealing with bad behaviors when the dog is not yours. We had the biggest problems with the dogs um, pulling when we walked and jumping when you would enter the home. Um, that one I would work with the, the pet owners and see what they were they normally do for that behavior. I would guess it's probably something that the dogs do naturally, and I would recommend a training class for them um, wherever what's closest to them. Um, because that's usually golden doodles. That's pretty typical for them to want to pull and jump on people. And so I would work with the owners. Things I would do, um, I would use a gentle leader, which is a kind of like a horse halter to help with the pulling. And then jumping, if they jump, just go ah, and turn, walk away and ignore the dog. Okay. So uh, that's kind of a touchy situation when you're dog sitting. Yeah, it's not but, your dog. So, so, co- so coordinate with do. the with the owner. Um, this is up next up with Lynn. Um, we have a fabulous eight-week-old Minpin uh, Shipperky puppy named Orson. We're wondering how to minimize his nipping and biting during play. His biting seems more joyful than aggressive, but we don't want it to become a problem as he gets older. Thanks. That's a pretty typical puppy problem. Usually if a puppy bites you, you go, ouch, and turn and walk away. Um, if another puppy bit, they go, yip, and walk away. And uh, Tori did call back. Thanks for calling back. Uh, we'll ask you to be uh, brief and mark as well. Tori in Idaho Falls, go ahead with your question. Okay. Um, no, it's not a question. It's commenting on okay. the guy that wants to keep the deer out of his orchard. The, um, the best thing that I could think of would be to get a dog that would be protective of some, something, which would be chickens. If he doesn't mind getting chickens, he could get a dog that protects the chickens, and they would definitely keep anything and everything, including birds, out of his orchard. He'd have to do some research because there is a specific breed that guards chickens. Uh, a Pyrenees would probably do the same thing. Pyrenees would be another good dog there, but there are other breeds that would guard chickens. Hmm. That's an interesting problem that he that he has. Thanks for that suggestion, Tori. Yeah. No problem. Pre- appreciate that. Thanks. And uh, we're just about out of time. Let me try to get this one in quickly. This is from uh, Pamela Hull. This is on our Facebook page, Utah Public Radio. By the way, we encourage you to continue posting those adorable pictures of your pets along with uh, the comments. We'll get those on a future Access Utah program, either tomorrow or Monday. This is Pamela Hole. This is my pet, spelled M-A-I, taken when she was a kitten. Her mother is Siamese, but her father was unknown. Based on her current appearance, she was a silver tab. He was a silver tabby. Her name is Thai, meaning not spicy, which happens to be the first Thai phrase I learned. Since she is of dual extraction, part Siamese, part domestic short hair, her name is also my pet in English. I have had pets all my life, cats especially, but a special parts of my life. That's uh, Pamela Hole. And uh, that's all the time we'll have for several other photos. We'll uh, get those on, and if you get your photo in, we will get that on your message. And you can certainly go to Utah Public Radio Facebook page, see these adorable photos. So Mark Ellis from uh, PetSmart, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been good to be here. And again, a big pet adoption event coming up this weekend. And for producers uh, Haley Housley and uh, Addison Pace, I'm Tom Williams. Thanks for listening. 
This is KUSR HD1 89.5 Logan, KUSK HD1 88.5 Vernal, KUSL HD1 83 9.3 Richfield, KUST HD1 88.7 Moab, and KUSU FM HD1 91.5. Logan, please stay tuned for the Zesty Garden.